From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Rick Munn is locked and loaded on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, it's Thursday, the 16th of November, 2023. This is TNT Radio. I'm Rick Munn. This is Locked and Loaded. And Gemma Cooper she will be joining me uh, in a minute or two uh, to chew the fat once again concerning some issues that are happening on good old planet Earth. Alex Mitchell uh, will be joining me at around about 20 past, very kindly stepping in at the last minute. Uh, Claire Hibbs from Vibs UK was supposed to be uh, joining me, but she had to have an emergency medical appointment, uh, possibly as a result of her uh, experiences with the AstraZeneca jab. Uh, she's also going to be replaced by Alex, who's also going to a hospital appointment to have a new uh, prosthesis fitted to his left leg that he lost as a result of the AstraZeneca jab. So, yeah, uh, we talked in the first hour. Natalie was given a very touching uh, tribute to her friend, Jess. And uh, it's important that people aren't forgotten about uh, with everything else that's going on in the world right now. So it's good to give these Vibs guys uh, a little bit of uh, exposure. They're also going to be bringing a legal case against AstraZeneca uh, that's going to be brought to court in the UK. So hopefully they'll have some joy with that. But Alex will be able to give me some information concerning that when he arrives. Uh, Also, uh, some good news, I suppose. One year ago, a trans male uh, bought uh, Miss Universe and bought and made sweeping changes. Two contenders for the Miss Universe 2023 pageant are biological males, and the competition uh, has now just filed for bankruptcy. So someone came in and bought it last year. They allowed men to compete in it. And this year, two men were supposed to be competing uh, for the title of Miss Universe. Uh, But now the organization apparently has just filed for bankruptcy. So if ever there was a a poster, poster organization for the slogan, go woke, go broke, it must surely be the Miss Universe uh, pageant competition heavens above. Uh, Also, I'm looking at San uh, San Francisco. Uh, Gavin Newsom famously said this week that the homeless were swept off the streets uh, to make them look tidier for visiting dignitaries, especially from China. Uh, San Francisco, uh, during Chinese President Xi Jinping's arrival, it's quite bizarre. It does look like China itself. There are lines and lines of Chinese flags flying uh, in downtown San Francisco. There are no star-spangled banners or stars and stripes flown in San Francisco, while Xi Jinping is escorted down the main street by a, 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 colon, a colony or a, what, a caravan of armored police cars with uh, red communist Chinese flags <laughs> Absolutely everywhere. And this is a post actually TNT radio themselves put up uh, on the X platform to say this isn't China. This is San Francisco. And this is today. If you think your country isn't already infiltrated by China, you need to think again. So that happened this week on the streets of San Francisco. And Gavin Newsom made no apologies at all for the fact that the homeless were all removed from public view for the coming of Xi Jinping. He couldn't do that. Uh, of his own accord. It had to be because there was a visiting leader coming in from China. It says an awful lot about Gavin Newsom. And lastly, 
Uh, Rishi Sunak uh, was fact-checked yesterday. Uh, he put a post up to say, in January, I made having inflation this year my top priority. I did that because it is, without doubt, the best way to ease the cost of living and give families financial security. Today, we delivered on the pledge, and he was fact-checked. Uh, it says uh, uh, the CPI, which is a way of measuring inflation, has fallen to 4.6. The government's goal was to have it from 10.7. However, the fallen CPI is the responsibility of the Bank of England and not the government, and recent drops are due to a fall in energy prices and not government policy. So Rishi was taking all the credit for this yesterday, and uh, he was fact-checked, and they said it's uh, got nothing to do with him, actually. It's to do with the Bank of England and the recent fall in energy prices. It's got nothing to do with Rishi Sunak, fishy Rishi Sunak and his crooked, wicked, evil cabinet of, I don't, I can't use the word. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, maybe it's now <laughs> good time to take a pause and we'll welcome Gemma back here again. Don't go away, this is TNT Radio. All talk, all the time. I like the conversation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's one thing I do find hilarious uh, with this new <laughs> fact-checking thing on the X platform is that when prime ministers and politicians come out with statements giving themselves props for things that they also can get fact-checked and kicked into touch, there's a huge uh, banner underneath Rishi Sunak's number 10 Downing Street account to say, actually, this has got nothing. <laughs> nothing to do with him at all. So it does make them slightly accountable, at least to the people that are reading their dodgy statements, does it not? Yeah, and I liked your diplomatic way where you said a cabinet of, I can't use the word. <laughs> Silence speaks volumes there, Rick, it really does. But yeah. isn't it wonderful that the government is uh, getting fact-checked, you know, and getting misinformation, fake news, mm -hmm. fake news. Yeah, how does it feel when the boot's on the other foot, you know? Yeah, it is fake news. And uh, the politicians, they're kind of, they think that we don't see. They think that we don't, like, analyze and look and, 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 and check and do our own research and all those things now that people maybe three and a half years ago didn't do, which they certainly do do now, and that's think for themselves. So, uh, yeah, that's a... <laughs> fact checked and you got it wrong and there we go mate the good, the, the good thing about that one is too okay so you and i in the past could have lifted what he said put it on our own little profile and made our own comment about it to say well actually this is wrong this is fake but the good thing about this is this is an actual caveat that's added to his own post and of course he has a lot more people looking at what he's posting than you and i do so rather than us shedding a light on his lies and maybe we're accused of being haters or we're just dissenters or we're just uh, conspiracy theorists this is his own post his own official documented gray ticked 10 downing street post has had this huge uh caveat slapped on the bottom of it that he can't get around that and everybody gets to see it whether or not they're a supporter of rishi sunak or not so it does make me chuckle when they get these big um, uh, warnings it's like you know bin collection and where i live now they're they're really strict on what you put in your bins and if you put like food waste in your general waste bin they'll slap a huge sticker on your bin to say do not contaminate this is your first warning so it's to humiliate you in front of your neighbors as well that you're a bin contaminator i think it's the same principle with these uh social media posts on these big platforms it's like a public humiliation i think it's effective yeah, and also the um, old politicians tell lies. Shocker! Really, they they don't tell the truth. What? <laughs> as if we're as if we're going to be, 
even, you know, a slightly quizzical eyebrow raise about the fact they want to manipulate the figures for their own benefit or, or use the figures for their own benefit. I mean, you know, politicians tell lies. That is a fact. That's not fake news. That is the truth. So, yeah, that's where we are in, the, in today's society. But, yeah, step in the right direction there. If fact-checked and found wrong. Yeah, it is. It is. So it does make it does bring a wry smile to this face of mine. Uh, this is not so uh, smile worthy here because this is, I think, something that's uh, was introduced into the public consciousness over the last few years. This uh, mRNA technology that was used with these so-called COVID injections. Uh, uh, the UK has now approved gene editing drug uh, for treatment of sickle cell. Uh, so this is something new. Uh, world's first medical regulators have approved gene therapy that aims to cure two blood disorder. So this is the beginnings of this new tech that we're seeing with regards to being injected or cured from things uh, to do with messing with our genes. Is this correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And it really did um, make, although it's for treating blood conditions, it made my blood run cold when I saw the headlines mm -hmm. on this in the UK this morning. I mean, we talked at length at the top of the last hour, you, me and Natalie, about the harm that the vaccines have caused, the COVID vaccines, so-called vaccines, um, and and how they've manipulated our, our, our the very fabric of our being, how they've killed people, maimed people. Someone I know is in a wheelchair and will be now for the rest of his life after having three, you know, in good faith, three jabs. He did what he was told. He now deeply regrets it. Uh, but what we're seeing now is an extension of this. So gene editing tools that allow for precise manipulation of DNA. It's just been announced that they're, they're going to approve this therapy to treat blood disorders, sickle cell anemia and beta thalassemia. They're two blood disorders and they, they are um, debilitating conditions um, and, and they're not nice at all. But the thing is, what I think about this, if they're telling us that they're, they're doing this for the mm. certain conditions, which are quite widespread, what are they doing behind the scenes and where will this lead? So the idea is that they will use molecular scissors to cut out the faulty bits of the DNA that caused the blood cells to mutate. They will just cut that out of the DNA and then the blood will be made normal, the blood cells will be the right size and, and it will stop the pain and, and the inflammatory conditions that it causes. Mm -hmm. um, now, they're dressing it up as life enhancing and they've got case studies there saying how, how amazing it's been. They've had this, this therapy tried on them um, and they've had their DNA edited and now they've never felt better. And you can't argue with that. Who wouldn't argue that you don't want another human being to be in pain or to be mm -hmm. suffering? But the, if they can do this, I mean, they've called it in as well, you know, they very much acknowledge that DNA is the blueprint of life. So it's given to us from however we're created, you know, the creator itself. That's where DNA comes from. And they are messing with it. Um, and, it, you know, it's kind of given that they given that they they call half of DNA junk DNA because they don't know what it does. I wouldn't start messing about with it too quickly if I if I was a scientist. Um, and But what worries me is if they're, they're admitting that they're using it for these very well-known and widespread conditions, we're going to cut, don't worry, we're going to cut some of your DNA out and everything will be fine. If they're doing this in plain sight, what are they doing in laboratories and labs all around the world behind the scenes? And we've already seen, as you quite rightly say, mRNA technology used to devastating effect over the last three and a half years. Um, where is this going? And if they're cutting out the faulty bits of DNA to help these conditions, why not cut out the bits of DNA that make us human? then that prepares us more for the transhuman agenda, doesn't it? Which we all know is coming. You've got emotions, we'll cut them out of your DNA. You've got empathy, we'll cut that out of your DNA. You've got compassion, we'll cut that out of your DNA. That's where I think this is going. Whether or not it happens in our lifetimes, I'm not sure. But cutting out bits of your DNA, oh, it really, it doesn't bode well for the human race, no, does it? Uh, 
it, uh, like everything else that they're doing, it'll be sold as a huge positive. So, for example, uh, Musk is, uh, you know, pushing forward with his Neuralink problem or Neuralink uh, project, which is talking about implanting chips into people's brains. And of course, there has to be a, a huge PR positivity spin in that, uh, that being, OK, it will help uh, the disabled to walk again, possibly, or it will help maybe the blind to see for the first time, or it will alleviate pain and depression. Who could argue with any of that? You know, how could you, you've rightly said, who could have a problem with the blind seeing? Or if you're a teacher, you have a plant put in your head and all of a sudden you can get up and walk around. Who are we to deny somebody that type of uh, freedom in their lives? However, that's what it's being sold as. That's the, the you know, that that's to introduce it into the public consciousness. But there are other sinister things that can happen with that. As you've said, what happens if he wants to shut off our emotions? What happens if he wants to make us all robotic or super aggressive as a result of these plants that have been put in our head through Neuralink, for example? Or in this case, experimenting or chopping pieces out, molecular scissors, chopping pieces out of our DNA. Interesting, this one, Gemma. It says uh, the gene editing tool CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, uses molecular scissors. When I saw that name CRISPR, all I thought about was a dodgy dating site. You know, they've got, what is it, Tinder and Grinder. if you're a gay guy. Now you've got CRISPR, uh, which is a gene editing software app. What next? Are you going to be able to download it onto your phone and take the molecular scissors to yourself or someone else if you can hack into their uh, DNA? I don't know, but it's an odd name, CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R. It just smacks of a cheap and nasty dodgy dating site. Uh, or maybe... Maybe it'll be for genetically modified DNA altered people. That will be the new go-to place to get yourself a husband, wife, or maybe something as a mixture of the two will be as CRISPR. So that's just the way my mind thinks. I just saw that name and I thought Tinder, Grinder, CRISPR, it's all going the same way. Or am I am I looking too much into this? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's very rare I'm lost for words, Rick, but on that one, I cannot, I, there's no comeback from that. Tinder, Grinder, CRISPR, I just, hats off, mate. You've, you've reduced me speechless. <laughs> But you know what? Uh, the names of these things are very, very important, you know, and some people say, I mean, they, why why would you come up with that name, for example, as a, as a molecular scissors? And it says here to make precise cuts in people's DNAs, disabling faulty genes and fuse them back, allow the body to produce hemoglobin. In trials, 28 out of 29 sickle cell patients were free of severe pain. 39 of 42 beta thessalemia patients no longer needed blood transfusion. So again, this is very positive. These are very, very positive uh, things that we're hearing about this. But what are they not telling us? Uh, what horror stories are they hiding from us uh, off the back of these few positive takeaways from this? So I think that's what we've got to be conscious of, the full picture here. And I just believe when you do start to modify genes at molecular levels and start playing God, I think that's when we're in uh, trouble. I won't be participating in any of this and uh, probably neither will you or maybe you will. I don't know. No, I absolutely won't. But I mean, rest assured, they'll be telling us it's all safe and effective. That's what you can guarantee oh, yeah. they'll be saying. Safe it's and safe effective. and effective. Look at all these case studies. Look at all these people been benefiting from this. Yeah, whilst behind the scenes, you're you're chopping up bits of DNA, sewing other bits of DNA together. And as I said previously, they still don't know what a lot of DNA does. They, they call it junk DNA because they just don't know. Just don't know. I mean, I'd like to see our, 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 all our DNA switched on so that we can become the powerful multidimensional beings that we really are. 
and, and manifest and create our own realities. But that's they, they won't do that. They they want to switch no. it off. I want to switch it on. They'll switch us off. They won't switch us on. What is it they said? Uh, tune in, drop out. What was that mantra they had for the hippies back in the, the San Francisco? Funnily enough, that Gavin Newsom <laughs> has swept the streets off and now they've got communist flags flying there as well. Everything links together in some way, shape or form. But anyway, we've got a call time in this one as per now. So thank you as always, Gemma, for the input. And we will talk again in the morning. Uh, I'm Rick Bunn and Alex Mitchell will be beaming into TNT Towers in a minute or two. So don't go away. Uh, stay tuned for more here on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Israel rescued a female member of the IDF who was kidnapped by Hamas. And the media interpreted that or put that out accidentally accidentally on purpose as she was released. Now, what does that mean? That means that the good people of Hamas released another hostage. It took Dana Perino on the five on Fox to actually say and indict her own network, who when they went live to their guy in Israel also used the word released. And when they finally came back to Dana to talk about everything, she said, I just want to say something. She said earlier today, Israel rescued that female soldier. And we made a mistake too. We said she was released. She wasn't released. And she went into the whole thing about how that just props up Hamas. I mean, how could journalists, quote unquote, not know the freaking difference between rescued and released? Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people. But we are losing people. People disappear from their lives. One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like I don't remember what I did last week, but like I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible. I'm dying. I wasn't working. I had all of these hospital bills. We had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lyme is such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org. The FBI is orchestrating plots, riots, and massacres in an attempt to justify the nullification of your constitutional rights. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Okay, let's get down to business. Thursday, the 16th of November, 2023. This is TNT Radio, uh, locked and loaded. I was due to speak with a lovely lady called Claire Hibbs this morning, uh, but unfortunately, uh, she has had to go for a medical procedure an emergency medical procedure, but part of the squad that she's part of, uh, she suggested a few replacements, one of which is the gentleman I'm about to talk to, Alex Mitchell, uh, who I first had on the show about a year ago, a year and a half ago, talking about his experience with the AstraZeneca jab. He was a possible replacement. And then she said, ah, he has to go to hospital as well tomorrow because of, uh, you know, uh, ultimately as a result of complications. But he's an absolute trooper. He's in his car at the minute uh, and he's going to be joining me until uh, quarter two. And then he's got to go off and do a hospital appointment. But Alex, uh, welcome back uh, to uh, TNT Radio. Alex Mitchell, uh, total legend. You can follow him on the X platform at AKE2306. Uh, he's been injured 
by the AstraZeneca job, sadly resulted in a loss of his leg. Not just that, but I, I believe you were a, a keen scaffolder back in the day. So it's it's really affected your 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 life, your income, your 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 physicality, your mental health, put a lot of strain on your relationships, etc. Alex, uh, water under the bridge since the last time we spoke. How are you doing at the minute? I'm actually doing okay, my man. Um, it's been a hard hold. Yeah, it's a slog each day. Today is, is not so much a slog. I'm actually getting recast. So I'm effectively getting like a new pair of shoes made for my, my prosthetic, mm-hmm. um, my socket, which will allow me to fit. Because in May this year, I went in, I took this chance, um, I did, made the decision to go in and have two inches of bone removed. In the hope that it would be able to get me to walk again, um, but more importantly, to get me out of pain, because at that point I'd been in pain twenty four seven, and it just wasn't going away. We tried everything externally, so this we're through that. We're now at the end where get me back walking, and my target is to be walking without sticks by Christmas. Uh-huh. If, if you aim for the moon, you might get the star. If you aim for the stars, you might get the moon. Uh-huh. So, so that's so the plan. Going- but no, it's a good morning. It's been a you had you had then uh, uh, two inches of bone taken off. Uh, was that the same leg that you had amputated? Was this to enable you to be fitted with a better prosthetic that you would enable you to walk then without the the sticks or the, without the crutches? Is that was that the the the, the reason for that kind surgery? Of, effectively, what happened was in my case the the muscle come off the bone and it pushed the bone out and onto the internal scar tissue. So it was kind of like stepping on any time I move, needles going into your nerve ends. And we tried everything externally for two years to because at one point I couldn't be operated on because they couldn't keep me stable. So they were trying everything externally to fix a problem that could only really be fixed internally. And in May this year, my vascular surgeon said, this is very high risk. There's no guarantee of success, but I'm prepared to do it. And it's the only way of me getting onto walking at all with a prosthetic because of the, the, the pain it was in. And yeah, it was a big decision. But for me, it wasn't really, it was a no-brainer. You know, I couldn't, I'm not the type of person to sit and go, well, if I'd have done that, I'd yeah. rather I went and I tried that and it didn't work. But so far, thumbs up, it seems to have worked. Um, I'm now sleeping better, which means my wife's getting a bit more peace. Um, something she needs because obviously even since, and well, she's had a real tough time. Um, we nearly lost her this year three times mm. through something else that, that happened. Uh, it's been a tough old time. So she's, she's in many ways in a bigger battle than I am. Um, I'm kind of through it now. It's about the physical, trying to improve what I've got. Um, but yeah, there's, look, we could sit here and feel down and terrible about all the horrible things that's happened. And we do. But ultimately, we're still here, we're still fighting, we're still screaming for help and support. And I'll keep going until that happens. 
Well, you know what? Actually, uh, uh, during the first hour of the show, Natalie, who does uh, co-presents my first show in the morning, Open Line, uh, she was paying tribute to a friend of hers called Jess Justice, and she sadly died uh, ultimately as a result of complications through medical interventions and the AstraZeneca job that she got. Uh, she's dead two years ago today. And one of the things that we said, Alex, was that with everything else that's going on in the world right now, uh, other things are happening. Wars are happening in Ukraine. Wars are happening in the Middle East. Talking about election scandal here, scandal there. That there's a danger uh, that that you guys, the people that have been injured and the people that have been brushed to the side, uh, will be forgotten about. But uh, as long as you're still campaigning uh, and as long as we're still doing uh, this radio station, uh, we're always going to try and give at least a platform for you guys to give updates, so you don't become just a, a forgotten statistic or just a nameless uh, stat on a piece of paper somewhere. You're a human being. Uh, you, you know, you've got a human family and you've got human needs. And I think it's uh, one of the worst things about all the stuff that's happening, not just the physicality of what happened in your body, but this fact is like, what, am I going to be discarded now? Am I just going to be put down as a statistic on a yellow card scheme? Uh, you know, people You know, people need to realize that you, you've got a life that you need to be supported in, and uh, that's the least it can do for you. I think you hit the nail right in the head when you said that the... The reality is that numbers and statistics, and behind every single number and statistic that's put out about the COVID vaccine or anything else for that matter, this is why they give you just numbers, because they want to take away from the fact that every single one of their numbers is a human being like myself or a family, and they actually are going through a living hell. It's bad enough trying to deal with the fact that your life's been actually destroyed physically to then have the trauma of being told you've got no help and support. Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody wants to listen. And I, we've done this, and I'll continue to do it. I've done this now for two and a half years. And if I have to do it for another 20 years, if I've got that long in me, I will. I will not be a number. I will not be a statistic. I'm a human being. I did have a life. I don't have a life now. You put me in this position and you expect me just to sit here and take it and say nothing. I will hound them to eternity. Not because they got it wrong, because they knew they were getting it wrong and carried on. And now they're covering it up by hiding everything, trying to put us away, trying to slot us into wee, wee niches to hide us come out with statements like, I'm getting tired of this, I'm rare. I'm I'm in out of stage where I'm not rare. No, it's rare. I'm rare that I'm acknowledged. That's what's rare about me. Mm -hmm. There's thousands upon thousands of people out there struggling to get doctors to do the right thing. And for every doctor and medical professional that's out there, now is the, the point where you have no road back. Well, what we're going to do is uh, just on what you've just said there about uh, you're you're so rare now that you're actually known and acknowledged, uh, and you're not by any means uh, a rare a rare case. There are thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of people, and that's just from that one AstraZeneca thing. Let alone the Pfizer, the Johnson and Johnson, and everything else. When you add them all up together, it's 
nothing but rare what has happened here that has happened to other people we're going to take a quick uh news break now just for 30 seconds when we come back i want to look at some of the things that you guys are doing in vibs uk to try and bring astrazeneca to task uh, so you can give us a little update on that when we come back here after this short break here in tnt don't go away I have some good news. Uh, TNT Radio News. Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. US President Joe Biden has met with his Chinese counterpart in California. The leaders of the world's two superpowers coming together for a high-stakes meeting aimed at cooling tensions. Turkey as president has declared Israel a terror state and demanded Benjamin Netanyahu reveal whether his country has nuclear weapons. And the UN has lashed out at Israel for its blockade of Gaza, which has left 70% of the Gaza Strip without access to drinking water. Did you know there are many ways you can listen to TNT Radio? Why not stream us direct from our website on your desktop, tablet, or mobile device? Or download our app from the App Store. We even stream live on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. We've got you covered on TNT Radio. Don't shut up. Okay, uh, we're back again live. I was telling Alex there, you know, he's a he's a talker, he's a Scotsman, and I, I'm an Irishman with a gift of the gab. I, I just don't stop talking, even during the ad breaks. So we have to be careful that they don't carry on conversations offer that we do when we're back on her again but uh we were talking actually uh talking shop as it were alex ha- has been diagnosed with vit which is v-i-t-t and thankfully they've reduced it to this vit because it's a real mouthful to say it's vaccine induced thrombo thrombotic thrombocytopenia or VIT, and he talked about rarity. He said there's at least 445 VITs and tragically 481 uh, fatal cases of this that we know about uh, currently just within the UK, maybe worldwide here as well. AstraZeneca in particular were responsible for what happened uh, within you, uh, within your body. Alex, uh, there's a case being brought at the minute by Vibs UK, and I want to give a big shout out to Vibs UK. Uh, that's families fighting for a bespoke UK compensation scheme for COVID-19 injured and bereaved and you can check them out at VIB UK1 on the X platform. You're trying to bring AstraZeneca to task on this one, looking for justice, looking for adequate compensation for loss of income. You were a scaffolder. It's not just a case of, well, you know, I've lost six months pay. I've lost a year's pay. If you don't go back to work, you have to multiply what you were earning by the amount of years that you would have been working for before retirement. And usually, and, and other things on top of that, it the compensation scheme falls way short of what you need to be able to continue your life. I think it's about 120 grand. Is that right? Or is that the the current government figure for people that have been injured? Well, the thing is, it's not a compensation scheme, Rick. It's called an award scheme. And it's a one-off payment. There's no sliding scale. But you have to prove that you are most likely to be injured by the product of a vaccine in this case. And you have to be at least 60% disabled. And I've got ma- we've got massive, massive issues with all of this. Who decides who's sixty percent disabled? So if I'm fifty percent disabled, I get no help and support, hmm. and it's it's not fit for purpose. It never was. And the reality is, we know that the sum total pro- pro- the what the UK government put in place should it go wrong was added two words to that nineteen seventy odd policy. COVID-19. They didn't come up with a special fund or a special a team. Any of that. So we, it's, it's disbarred so many people. 
In the reality is, historically, it's only ever paid out 1.97% of claims. So, yeah, I'm very rare, and I'm one of those 1.7, because if we go back the last 20 years alone, it's not just 1,000 people that have claimed for these things. There's 820-odd families still waiting. Why are we waiting years for some people? That should be done in different days. And this there is, is no debate about this. So we want to reform the vaccine damage payment scheme. So the, the, it's interesting there, the, the, the terminology that's used as well. And thank you for uh, keeping me right on that one. It's not a compensation scheme, as you said. It's an award scheme. So it's a one-off award scheme of up to 120 grand. But that figure, 1.97% of people have actually been successful. That's less than one in 50. So that's less than 2%. So less than uh, one out of every 50 people that applies for compensation, the scheme actually gets any compensation. Or even if they do, it can take years after their loved one has been uh, killed or maimed or seriously injured before they get it. One case in particular, uh, I can remember talking to Charlotte Wright about this. This is way back, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, when she was still at that point trying to get some compensation. Her husband, Stephen, died, a very young man. I think he was only 32 years of age, roughly whenever he died. She, yeah. He left behind two small children. Obviously, she was left as well. So you think about the loss of earnings for him as a doctor uh, at 32 years of age, you know, 30 years odd worth of earning at however much he was earning, multiply that up. And we'd tell you, uh, and it's nothing to do, uh, everybody should be uh, looked upon and compensated for this. But for her, an example, that was that's a drop in the bucket. Even with a successful uh, claim, it's still only a drop in the bucket to what's actually needed uh, to, to be able to support you and your family for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's an absolute disgusting insult to any individual that's been 60% disabled in their life because they're never going to work again, many of us. Um, and the real kicker with this is that there is no compensation scheme in the UK. There's only this award scheme, basic state benefits, and this award will affect people's state benefits, certain benefits. So if you're on universal credit and you win this award, it affects your benefits. It's disgusting. So they're taking, giving you, they're taking everything off you, getting on there, giving you £120,000 and then taking it back off you in benefits. That has to stop. The only what, the only option that the people in my position have is to litigate, as to quote Rissy Shunak in the House of Commons. What he didn't tell people was that that's a civil case. So therefore, with all legal costs, you have to bear yourself. Mm -hmm. And if I've got to, because of the indemnity, I have to sue AstraZeneca. I'm looking at needing roughly between five, anywhere between five and seventy-five million pounds in legal costs. Mm -hmm. I'm a scaffolder who yeah. I don't have. No, and a mod as well, and mods don't have yeah. uh, fifty so, million so quid to take uh, big farming companies. Quid, I wouldn't be on the streets. Uh, exactly. I wouldn't be on the streets <laughs> screaming. Exactly. Now, tell me this, because uh, I'm conscious uh, you've got to get an appointment and uh, you're going to bail at about uh, quarter two. So we've got a few minutes left. Uh, you guys are currently uh, doing a crowd justice uh, campaign. And this is something that I do fully support. There's a lot of people I see taking people to court. I want to sue him. I want to sue her. She said something bad about me. She did. It's like, if that's what you want to do, you go ahead and fill your boots. But you guys, uh, I would give an endorsement to this one here. Uh, if you go on to uh, the Vibs 
UK uh, X page. There's a link through there, Crowd Justice, Vaccine Injured and Bereaved versus AstraZeneca, Time for Justice. So you guys are looking to raise uh, 25 grand to take this to court at the minute. Uh, you've, you're up to 20,340, uh, which is fantastic. And Claire put a lovely post up to say, listen, I know it's uh, a big ask at the minute for people to give, but if everybody even just gave a quid to this, you know, you guys would raise, would raise enough money from the people that have seen it. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to throw you a few quid into this. It's not going to be much, but after the show, so I'm going to try and put my money where my mouth is too. And I'm just saying that if you can, this is an important thing not just for these guys to get justice but for other people that we don't know about and other people coming down the line that need the same kind of support if we can try and fight these scumbags in the courts and get a win for you guys it'll be fantastic and it might open the door for other people and to have a better standard of living down the line for the sake of a couple of quid for each of us you know that are listening at the minute i think it's worth uh worth supporting thank you so much for doing that rich uh because I tell you why it's so important. This is primarily for the VIT cases, mm -hmm. because VIT is only caused by two products on this planet: the AstraZeneca vaccine and the Johnson Johnson. So therefore, that's the. It's like picking your best football team. You go for what you can win. But we've got Guillain-Barre syndrome, autoimmune diseases. We've got myocarditis, parts. We've got all the Pfizer. We've got Moderna. We've got all the other people out there that are getting gaslit beyond anything. It's unbelievable. That needs to be addressed. So we start, we take the big boys down. We don't have the money. So yeah, I'm begging. I've never begged for a thing in my life. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, as proud a man you'll ever get. But yeah, I'll beg for a pound off anyone. Because if we can get these people to stop this, it may change it and it may never happen again. Because I, I don't want, in 60 years' time, people would be saying, do you remember the AstraZeneca scandal? Do you remember the, the thalidomide scandal? Mm -hmm. And that's where we are. There's, and there's been scandals roughly every decade with these companies. It's time to stop what we're doing, and it's time to get the corruption out of it. And you know something else, Alex, uh, you said earlier on about um, uh, you, you're the kind of person that just goes ahead and get things done. Maybe things work out the way you want them to, maybe they don't, but at least you try, you know, even with getting that piece of bone removed off your legs, more surgery, you're in pain, you got, is it going to be better? What option have you got? you got to keep moving forward. And it's the same case with this, uh, crowd, this uh, crowd justice thing for AstraZeneca. People could say, oh, you haven't got a chance. There's no way you're going to. Well, listen, if you don't try, you're never going to know. If you don't try, you're never going to know. So at least, even if it doesn't go your way, at least you'll be able to sit back and say, well, you know what, damn it, we tried. We tried our best. We tried to get uh, the public behind us. We tried to take these guys on. And either you're going to succeed or you're going to fail at it, but you're not going to know until you try. So fair play to you and all the people that are involved in this, by the way, because it's not just uh, you guys are a group and a team and uh, you're all working together on this one. And uh, it would be nice uh, to see it uh, being taken to court and it would be nice to get a win for you guys, not just for your sake, but for the sake of everybody else that's been screwed over. Yeah, I think it's time to let these people know the, the truth. And here's this, the crazy thing. We know because the UK government's own vaccine damage payment scheme acknowledged this condition and have paid, awarded money on it. How are they going to defend this in court? So we know that they also know that if we can get this into a court, if we can afford it, we've got them in a place that, that is very, very precarious for them. 
And as we can see it, the share price is going down the tunnel. I hope it keeps going. Yeah. That's where we are. We know that, they know that we know we don't have that kind of money. But if we could, we know that they're going to, this is a one, this is historic, and it's not for me. I, enough, 10 billion pound isn't going to get me a right a left leg back and give me the life mm -hmm. I had. So it's not about money for me. This is about no. stopping it and getting mm -hmm. proper help and support. That's all. Give us that. That's all the basic human right. So no, I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to go quietly any, any night for anyone other than myself. Yeah, I have my dark days like everyone else. But even those dark days give me motivation to go up the next day and say, I refuse to allow this to do this to me. And, th and that's where many of us are. And it's terrible well, to think that you did the right thing. Well, you know That's what? All. At least uh, if you're going to die, as the old saying goes, you've got to die with your boots on, all right? So uh, no matter what happens, uh, we're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> oh, and we're gonna, one of the many, really. Oh, well, I was going to make that joke, and then I thought, <laughs> no, I'll maybe leave it to him to do it. Maybe a wee bit untastefully, but you die with one you boot on anyway. Know. I do, mate, yeah, but I don't want to be disrespectful. Listen, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got to get up. I've got to, I know you've got to get... <laughs> I know you've got to get up for an appointment. You're in the car park at the hospital at the minute, so big salute to you, Alex. Hope that appointment goes well. Listen, we'll stay in touch after the show anyway, mate, and uh, God bless you. And uh, that's the wonderful Alex Murphy. We're going to uh, – Alex Alex Mitchell, not Alex Murphy, Alex Mitchell. I'm thinking of somebody else, a mate of mine. So all the best. You've put me in a tailspin now. All the best for your appointment. We're going to take a quick break now, and when we come back, uh, I have a few uh, items to highlight before the end of the show on TNT. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Get ready. A kill switch could be coming to a vehicle near you and shut you down on the highway. From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. The United States Congress just passed a vehicle kill switch that will be required on all vehicles produced in 2026 and forward. This will allow the government to automatically disable your vehicle if, quote, impairment is detected. Here is Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey explaining why he introduced a bill to block it, which failed. It's so incredible that I have to offer this amendment. It almost sounds like the domain of science fiction, that the federal government would put a kill switch in vehicles that would be the judge, the jury, and the executioner on such a fundamental right as the right to travel freely. Imagine a future scenario where your vehicle shuts you down for not having the correct political views or for promoting public health misinformation. This is total control. This is the Great Reset in action. Reject the Great Reset. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. You are loved. You are valued. You are resilient. You got this. You are there for them. We are here for you. Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiver. This is Locked and Loaded with Rick Munn on TNT. You know what? Uh, just talking with Alex Mitchell there, and he's a he's a real breath of fresh air. Despite everything that he's going through, uh, he can still laugh. Uh, just after uh, we went to the break, he and I were telling a few jokes to each other too. Uh, very black sense of humor. 
And you know what? We've said this so, so many times on the show that if you don't laugh, you cry. And you can't simultaneously laugh and cry at the same time. So wherever possible, in however way you can, find humor in life, find humor even in your darkest of circumstances. There's always a little humor to be found. And I would say, you know what? It is a tonic. Even the Bible says that a heavy heart dries the bones, but laughter is medicine to the spirit or words to that effect that's in the book of Proverbs. So please, wherever you can, try and find a little bit of life and love and laughter in whatever situation that you're going through. So uh, because Alex had to make it up to an appointment, he's got an appointment in the hospital at 11. Normally we would have had him on until uh, the top of the hour. And I will get him back actually, uh, maybe in a month's time and get a full update on what's going on in his life. Cause he's a great guy. He can tell some great stories. Uh, I'm, I'm running solo uh, just up until the top of the hour. So a few stories that I've highlighted uh, this one, uh, a little bit sad uh, to bring this one to you, but uh, we talked a few days ago about David McBride. And David McBride is a, a TNT radio presenter. Uh, he was one of the first guests that I ever had unlocked and loaded way back in January of last year when the station launched. And uh, he's a whistleblower uh, for the Australian Defence Force. He, uh, he, he exposed murders that were going on and he's been uh, taken to court for this. Uh, he could face a huge sentence for it. Uh, this has been updated as per today, David McBride has lost a bid to stave off his trial after again failing to convince a court that the soldiers have a duty to act in the public interest. Uh, on Wednesday, the ACT Supreme Court delivered a blow to McBride as he prepared for his jury trial over the alleged leaking of confidential military information to journalists. Uh, McBride had, they're calling him McBride. David uh, wanted to argue before a jury that as a member of the military, he had a duty to act in the public interest, even when that conflicted with a lawful order. But the trial justice, David Mossop, rejected the argument, finding the law provided no duty to members of the military to act in the public interest. And McBride's counsel, uh, Stephen Augers, immediately sought appeal to the ACT. So this is interesting. Here we have a man uh, with integrity. Uh, he was a lawyer in the British Army and the Australian Army. Uh, he served in Afghanistan, I believe it was, and he witnessed some horrific things. He brought this to light saying that it was in the public interest for these things to be brought to light, that uh, there was allegedly murders happening by the Australian Defence Force and uh, that need to be investigated. But no, he's the man in the dock. Uh, Chief Justice Lucy McCallum, sitting on the appeal court, refused uh, David's bid to have the appeal heard and declined to delay the trial. She described this argument as an ambitious one and said there appeared to be significant legal weight behind Mossop's earlier decision. So think about that. Here we have a man in the dock for shedding light on war crimes. And the people that were accused of committing those war crimes have not been tried. They have not been uh, brought to task, but yet the man blowing the whistle on it has. So what does that, what message does that send out to anyone out there that has information uh, on corruption, theft, robbery, murder, uh, you know, in, in public? committed by people that are acting supposedly as representatives of the country, 
And the message seems to be, well, listen, the law is the law. You broke the law. It's like Assange with uh, the collateral murder video, if you've ever seen that one. Uh, he didn't hack that. He was given that. He distributed that. And as a result, obviously, he's been languishing, uh, locked up for well over a decade now. Uh, they're fighting to get him freed. So uh, that's a blow for David at the minute. It's not over yet, but uh, let's hope that case uh, goes his way whenever uh, it, you know the decision is ultimately made on that one. Uh, something else that's happening here in Ireland, if I can just uh, draw your attention to Ireland at the minute, the number of non-EU nationals deported from Ireland after committing a crime fell significantly during a 10-year period. Figures released to Peter Tobin's show, he said Ireland should not be granting residency to anyone convicted of violent crimes. So this is the problem when uh, the country is saturated by people that we can't verify who they are, uh, if they have a criminal record or not. Um, so these are up-to-date figures uh, covering a 10-year period. Uh, the leader of Aonto, which is an Irish political party, said he believed the ideology of the current government is a contributor to the fall. He also said that Ireland should not be granting residency or citizenship to anyone convicted of violent crime. Now, again, is that not common sense? Is it not common sense that a country should not be granting residency to anyone convicted of violent crimes elsewhere? Bearing in mind that we don't have uh, enough doctors to take care of our waiting list. We don't have enough teachers to teach our children in schools. We don't have enough accommodation to put our own homeless people in and yet residency is being granted potentially to people with convictions for violent crimes in other places. That makes sense to me. That's simple common sense, but there seems to be a lack of it in the same way as the David McBride case. He blew a whistle. He believed that the public should know that members of the ADF allegedly were murdering up to 39 uh, civilians in Afghanistan, but the judge's ruling will actually know. You don't have a duty to the public to let people know about that. You broke the law and you could be doing up to 50 years in jail. Uh, because of your whistleblowing antics. To me, that doesn't make any sense. This business in Ireland doesn't make any sense. But then again, uh, we talked about the, the appointment of Esther McKay into the, the cabinet this week as the minister, the so-called minister for common sense. And they've appointed a minister for common sense into the British cabinet. I kid you not. Uh, so maybe it's a sign of the times here. Uh, I don't know. But either way, uh, it's not good. Uh, it's just simply not good. Uh, another story uh, that I was going to cover uh, this morning with uh, Natalie, and this is again something that's relevant to anybody out there who's struggling to pay their bills at the minute. Uh, gas bill crisis in Ireland as one in four households and half of businesses are behind on their payments to gas providers. It has emerged that Ireland is going to acquire a gas storage ship to meet future contingencies. Uh, and Minister Eamon Rand said there will be a small charge on your bill to pay for it. So Ireland are buying a ship to, to store gas on and the Irish public will be paying for it uh, one way or another. But it's those figures uh, that are, are, are concerning here. So almost a quarter of households are behind in their gas bills. So they're running up what are called arrears 
with the, the gas providers. And of course, if you're in arrears or you're not paying your bills in time, it's going to have a very bad knock-on effect on your credit score. Uh, so 23% from July to September were in arrears for their gas bills. And around 8,000 commercial firms that use gas in their firms are also in arrears, according to the energy regulator. Now, when businesses uh, start to fall behind in arrears and they're not paying the, the electric or the gas bills or the oil bills for their premises as well, that's also a cause for concern. And it's not just one or two firms. We're talking about here 8,000 8, commercial firms that use gas in their uh, premises are in arrears also. Uh, so the figures show that around 160,000 households, 8,000 businesses are behind. So what you might think, well, it's an indicator that things are not particularly good. And with the prices continuing to stay at hugely high levels, more and more people are struggling to make ends meet. I would say the arrears figures will get worse before they actually get better. So uh, again, listen, uh, all I can do is uh, advocate for a little bit of uh, budgeting uh, common sense. Again, when it comes to your, your, your household bills and your income, you've got to live You've got to uh, enjoy a little bit of life. Uh, there's nothing as depressing as when everything that you earn has been allocated for bills. And at the end of the month that you've got nothing left over to uh, have a little bit of a treat and a little bit of a luxury with. But if possible, make sure you stay up to date, obviously, with your rent. If you pay rent, if you're a tenant, with your mortgage, uh, if you're trying to buy your house at the minute. And also think twice before any big splurges on foreign holidays or stuff tat that you don't actually need. You know, do you really need that 67-inch plasma TV with surround sound in your living room because the one that you have is only 60 inches and you only bought it two years ago? Do you really need that? Maybe you think that you do, but, you know, the $1,000 that you spend on that or the 1000 quid you spend on that, you know, might come in handy over the winter if, for example, your washing machine breaks down and you don't have the money to buy a new one. I know it's much more fun going to the electrical store to buy a plasma TV than a washing machine, you know, but the wash the TV doesn't keep your clothes clean. Uh, it saves you having to go to the laundrette. So a little bit of common sense I'm trying to advocate for here. Be sensible uh, with your budgeting as much as you possibly can. Uh, I'm looking at other uh, things uh, that are hitting the news at the minute. Uh, my friend Darren, Darren Denslow has illustrated a story here about the Amish in, uh, in America. He said the Amish are the perfect example of a large group of unvaccinated people. Uh, there are no autism rates within the Amish communities. There are no autoimmune diseases. There are no chronic diseases reported among the Amish. U.S. government study uh, like a control group, but they don't like to share uh, data. So uh, they're just talking about the Amish. Okay, now the only problem with being Amish is you can't have a car. You've got to have a horse and cart. And if you're a man, you have to grow a big beard. And uh, if you're a woman, you have to spend your life sewing buttons onto your husband's shirt and building barns because that's what Amish people actually do. So yeah, uh, there's pros and cons with everything in life, people. Pros and cons, even with being an Amish person, you might have good health and you may not get your head uh, done in by uh, media because they don't have TVs either, but uh, they have it tough 
they have it tough in other ways. So uh, one last story. Uh, Ukrainian refugee Andrei Markov has been arrested for an alleged assault of a woman in Guidor in uh, Dublin City, West Dublin on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, he's just been returned back to his accommodation again. So there's so many... Uh, so much backlog at the minute with cases and no prison spaces within Ireland to put uh, offenders into that very, very many times people that are committing heinous crimes at the moment, assault crimes, theft crimes, uh, scamming, they're not doing any prison time because uh, the courts are so backlogged and there's nowhere to put them uh, even when they're found guilty. So this is ongoing. So uh, it's worth bringing it up. Uh, we're at the end of the hour, at the top of the hour, so we made it. All being well, I'll be back again tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. with Natalie. And uh, Trevor John, I believe, is joining me tomorrow as well. Always like to talk to Trevor. So uh, whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, hope it's nice. Stay tuned for James Freeman. And uh, yeah, have a great day. I'll be back again tomorrow. All being well here on TNT Radio. Bye.